you ever wish that you could have a therapist as a friend? Well, now's your chance. I'm Marianne Griffith, and I'm the host of the Renewal Session Podcast, where each week we have real conversations about the messy and the meaningful things of life with me and some of my friends. I'm a therapist who's passionate about helping people break free of strongholds and create a better life. Pull up a seat and let's dive in to a real conversation. Hi, welcome to the Renewal Session. I'm Katie Griffith, here with Marianne Griffith, and we have not been talking to you guys in a while. Hey, Marianne. Hey, Kate. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. I think this is hilarious because what people can't see here is the mic is literally in front of your face. Yeah. And it's about... I don't know, what do you say, two feet from me? Yeah. And I feel like we're picking your voice up. So much less. I don't know why, but the microphone just can't pick up my voice. And so I sound really, really far away unless I'm literally spitting on the microphone. (laughs) So it's like really close to my head. I should take a picture and put it on Instagram. Yeah, we should do that. That would yeah. be funny. Okay, but, so we've had a big long absence here. Why don't you tell people why that is? Yeah, so uh, I caused a disturbance yes, in the schedule. Did. I sure did. Um, I have relocated to Chicago, so all of our podcasts from now on will be recorded together. Uh, but that was quite the process. I had to move myself from Memphis to Chicago, get settled, get an apartment. I got a new job. So it's been a whirlwind of a season, but um, the result of that is that we haven't had much time to sit down and chat. So we're or, getting back into it. Or we've had too much time to sit down and chat. But never recorded it. But never recorded it. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Katie, we have had the luxury of having her stay with us for a little while now, and now she's moved out. But yeah. But we, we did spend quite a bit of time together, but for whatever reason... We just weren't talking about anything exciting or substantial. Do you think that had to do with the fact that we were, like, with each other too long? Well, we were also renovating your house. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. Yeah. So we And been, you were recovering from a surgery. I was. We, we didn't mention that, but, yep. but that was a, a little obstacle to... Yeah, it was a learning oh, curve, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, people. So here's what we're going to talk about. We said on... Um, our first show of the year that we were really going to talk about how do we become who we were meant to be? Like, how are we going to fulfill God's purpose in our life? How are we going to tackle this idea of renewal? And one of the things that came to the forefront when Katie and I were talking about this is the things that hold us back typically begin in childhood. And one of those things is what is referred to as a limiting belief. Now, I'm sure some people have heard of this, but they've probably heard it as the example, like a phrase example. Well, I'm going to tell you really quickly what a limiting belief is, and then we'll give some examples about it. Perfect. Yeah, I feel like you're going to give the examples on the beliefs, though. Don't you feel like that? Sure, I can can do that. So, no, I'm going to tell you what the limiting belief is first. You can't just, like, jump into oh, the examples. Oh, I didn't. Okay. okay, yeah. Give me a category. Uh, I'll give okay. you a belief. Okay. Oh, that'll be fun. Okay, but what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is kind of like beliefs about yourselves, your ability, your potential, and they're holding you back in some way. And typically, these are a result of some kind of experience in childhood, mm-hmm. some negative experience that your subconscious has taken on and come to believe and then the funny thing about limiting beliefs is we repeat them yeah a lot of times 
unknowingly. And so this belief that started from this negative experience or just unex an experience growing up, um, ultimately, because it gets repeated, it, be it, it becomes embedded in our minds as a truth. Right. Even though initially it's something that was untrue. Right. Right. But these these limiting beliefs can hold us back from our potential. So when we were going through my um, journals back when I started my journey of healing and discovering who I really am and who God wanted me to be, um, this is kind of where I started. Yeah. I, I had to look at there was a vicious cycle going on in my life um, that was really causing me to have toxic relationships make poor choices, beat myself up. I mean, my my inner bully mm. was pretty significant yeah. growing up. Um, and I masked it with humor mm -hmm. a lot of the time. But, but limiting beliefs are something that can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we want to make sure that we understand um, what limiting beliefs are and how they can come about in our lives, but more importantly, how we can overcome them. Okay, Katie, tell me some limiting beliefs that people can have. Well, I think one that a lot of people probably can relate to is um, the limiting belief that um, I'm bad with money. I think that that's a, like a, a one that people often experience because it can be a really overwhelming topic and so the assumption is that they just are bad with money um which is you know it can definitely turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more you say that to yourself the more you believe it and the more you start to act on oh well i already know that i'm bad with money so i'm just going to go ahead and be bad with it anyway right well yeah. and it doesn't help that this day and age money is um something that is is encouraged to spend yeah you know i mean like influencers me me alone sure. like i started following these influencers and all of a sudden i feel like i need that basket right to organize my something or others your sponges yeah like let me okay i know this <laughs> my sponges that's the truth yeah though. i mean that that show home edit it did me in Oh, I haven't watched that. I probably shouldn't. Oh, but. it's the rainbow people. Oh, yeah. Like, they organize everything in your pantries and in your house by color. Oh, like Khloe Kardashian? Oh, with her with her cookie thing? With her cookies that she yeah. doesn't actually eat. Yeah. She, well, you can tell she doesn't eat them. Yeah. That's for so, sure. Another, That's for an, sure. Another example of a limiting belief is um, I will never find love. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm always bad at things that I try. Yeah, because they... It, and, you know, the, you're bringing up a good point because I thought you were going to lead with, I'm not good enough. Well, I was going to wait until we started getting more personal because I feel like that's one I can relate to. But mine's not, I'm not good enough. Mine is, I'm not cool enough. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I'm a very cool person. I try to be, but I just don't, I, I never think of myself. When I think of cool, I think the girl that's wearing, like, the hat at the, at the coffee shop, you know? And I'm like, oh, she's so cool by herself at the coffee shop. And so I never really identify with that version of cool. So I just think, oh, I must not be cool, period, if I'm not that specific definition. So you feel like cool people wear hats? Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> they, have, they have tattoos. They have hats. And um, they look like they smell good. 
Which I probably look like I smell good, but, like, <laughs> there's a difference between, like, people that, like, have... You know what I'm saying? Like, I smell clean. I don't smell like a fragrance. Okay, wait. But you think cool people smell good? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I never think of a smelly person being cool. No, come on now. You watch a lot of YouTubers. You can't tell me you don't think some of your smelly YouTubers aren't cool. Well, they're all like granola kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess that's, that's true. true. That's true. But that's that's an interesting idea that it's not really I'm not good enough. It's I don't fit a stereotype. Right. Yeah. I, I stumbled on one that's like was really embedded. I actually had somebody else tell me this. Um, I was talking about okay <laughs> okay sorry i just totally messed up the podcast because we're sitting so close to this microphone that our legs are intertwined and my legs started to cramp so i made mom move her leg by smacking it so i apologize podcast we're getting back to it i just we had a moment where I, it was like a charlie horse so poorly it was like you were leg wrestling with me yeah and then you got mad and I hit know, me I know. <laughs> sorry okay so i had this embedded um belief right that um and this is a strange one i don't even know fully how to explain it but it was what <laughs> did you forget wait 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 <laughs> what was it Oh my gosh, this is so funny because this happens to her. Her brain moves like four steps ahead of where she's actually talking. So go ahead. What was your limiting belief? Okay, so so I had a lot of um, ima- like imagination kind of play growing up. Oh yeah, up. you are like a vivid imagination, right? Yeah. And and so I really feel like I developed some deeper desires during my imaginary play. Yeah. You know, about be. I always had like a restaurant and then I owned a bookstore and, and then a fabric store. You were just an entrepreneur. You know, right? But then I would do commercials and mirrors. Like I sold toothpaste like nobody's business. Oh <laughs> okay. But, but I look at that now and I think I really do enjoy autonomy and entrepreneurialism. Yeah. And, but I always did those things in secret. Yeah. It's not like I shared those um, interests out in the world. And so one of the limiting beliefs that I had is that I'm, that if I were to show people what I really want to do, mm-hmm. I will be judged. Yeah. So I kept it a secret so right. nobody would judge it. Right. Right. It was like I was cultivating these cool things in private. In private. Right. And so I, but that was like, if I, if I'm my real self, I'll be judged is probably the limiting belief. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So these limiting beliefs also can attack core beliefs. Right. So this idea of I need love and approval from others in order to have significance. Or I have to do what my family wants in order for them to love me. Right. Those kinds of things. People should always do the right thing. Yeah. And if you don't do the right thing. You need to hide it. Right. Right. Yeah. So so there's a lot of limiting beliefs that we can have. And one of the things that I think is important is for us to pay attention to those limiting beliefs. And typically, they start with these very dramatic statements. I'm not. I always. I don't. I can't. I shouldn't. 
right? Yeah. So the, so this is the way we identify. So now we're moving into the I, the concept of, okay, how do we overcome these? Right. Well, the very first thing in overcoming a limiting belief is identifying it, right? Right. So that's why I'm saying, oh, if you can identify it with, I will never, I can't, I'm bad, yeah. I shouldn't, those are going to be... Those the, are the red flags for, that's a limiting belief. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so... One of the next steps that we have to do is we have to detach from that false belief. Right. It's I, There was this author <clears throat> that I read one day, and she said, limiting beliefs are like small little myths that we tell ourselves. Oh, interesting. Myth. Myth. <laughs> I felt like I didn't say it right. Myths. Well, it was just a lot of like... Yeah, it's a lot of sounds. Yeah. But yeah, like a... like a Little lies. It's not true. Exactly. But we believe it about ourselves. And we tell people. Yeah. We actually say them all the yeah, time. Right. So so we want to detach from it. Yeah. And I have this friend that used to say to me, if I'm going to believe a lie, why do I always believe the bad ones? Oh, that's so true. Right? Yeah. Like, if I'm going to believe a lie, why not believe, oh my gosh, I'm so good looking. Right. Instead of, I'm just not as attractive or as they are. average looking. Right. I, or, always, I always tell myself I'm average looking, which is like... What's the point of that? You what know? is, why do you call yourself average? I don't know. I think like, you know, you have days where you wake up and you're like, oh, I just don't feel good about myself. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm average looking. That's supposed, like that, I think I tell myself that in an attempt to comfort myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird now that I'm saying it, but yeah. Well, have you ever been somewhere and you're like, you look around and you're like, there's not actually a pretty person in this room. No. You've never been in no, a... No, I don't think like that, I don't think. That's how I comfort myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't look so bad. There's not another pretty person in this room. Right. There you go. Okay. That's probably a little bit more encouraging to do it that way than telling yourself you're average. <laughs> exactly. So, so again, we got to detach from these false beliefs, but in order to detach from them, we have to identify them. Well, and, then, and be open to acknowledging their existence. Like, yeah. I think that's the first step, even before identifying them, is is coming to the realization of I have to acknowledge these beliefs I have in myself in order for me to over, overcome them. I think we have to be have, like, show a willingness to do that. Yes. You know? Like, I have to be willing to think about, well, what if I actually am cool? You know, that's going to challenge things that I've said to myself for years. So I have to be willing to tolerate... Maybe I've been looking at myself in a way that's not actual reality. Like, I have to be willing to have that conversation. Yeah. And and I think this is where affirmation comes in. Yeah. And a lot of times what we're longing for is for someone to witness the goodness that's inside of us, but then affirm it with us. And I think your your dad's actually really good at that. Oh, yeah. For me. He's, he's a big af yeah. affirmation. Papa's a words of affirmation guy. That's like his favorite. And he gets all teary-eyed. It's very sweet, but it also makes me nauseous. Because it's like, <laughs> makes me feel a little uncomfortable, you know? Because I'm like, I don't really, I'm not used to that level of affection from myself. So when someone else does it, I'm like, wow, you love me more than I love me, you know? When, That's you feel, real, yeah. like when you're feeling bad about yourself. So I think that that's always a good person to have in your life is somebody that's like pro words of affirmation. But I think we have a tendency to like try and limit those people because it's uncomfortable to listen to. 
Yes, I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. So so we so we need to reject the belief and and then we need to reframe it yeah. with an affirmation. Right. Now, I, I'm much more comfortable with giving affirmations out to other people. Right. But not necessarily to myself. It seems a little cheesy, a little contrived. A little vain. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not into that. It's like, um, what was that guy on Saturday Night Live, Stuart Smalley, where he would look in a mirror mm-hmm. and be like, you are good enough. You are. Did you ever see that? Or is no. It, oh, because you're young. That's yeah. why. Well, there was this guy on Saturday Night Live that yeah. did this. Um, so, so it just feels a little fake to me. Yeah. Right? So instead, one of the things I decided to do is just like noticing yeah. what what I say, I then also have decided to capture what other people say about me. Right. So in the, in the example of your father, he might say, you're such a good wife. Mm-hmm. Right? I just love you. You love me so well. Right. And I will just pay attention to that, put it in my journal, put it in the notes on my phone. Yeah. And then I will actually use that as a journal prompt mm. to figure out, like, why? Why why don't I believe what he's saying? What's standing in the way? Right. Because I learned this not too long ago with this material from this um, gentleman named Dr. Marcus Warner. Mm-hmm. And he talks a lot about inner healing but he has this acronym called WOLVES. Okay. Without the O and the E. <laughs> exactly. Is that how it is? WOLVES. <laughs> but, but he has this acronym and he talks about strongholds, which is the S at the end, right? Okay. But he's saying that these strongholds actually begin with wounds mm. that then turned into lies that turned into vows, mm-hmm. ultimately leading to the stronghold, right? Wow. So one of the things I, you can do is capture these affirmations that other people are saying about you. Yeah. And then do a little journaling about why you don't believe that. Where did you hear the opposite of that? Oh. So here's an example. Your okay. father says to me, oh, my gosh, you love me so well. You're such a good wife. Right. Right. And I have an experience, a wound that happened several years ago. And they, and I, I have to say, this person did not say this to me to be wounding. They said it to be funny, but yeah. in retrospect, it was a wound. But your grandmother said to me, if you and Neil ever get divorced, we know whose fault it will be. Oh, man. I know, rough, right? Yeah. Rough. I, I didn't even frame it as mean at the time, but I look back now and I'm like, why would you say that to somebody? Yeah, why would you? But whatever. She said it. And, yeah. and and ultimately, when your father says to me, you're such a good wife, I'm so lucky to have you, I go to myself, yeah, but if we ever divorce, it'd be my fault. Right. Right? So, yeah. I, so through journaling, I've been able to identify these wounds. Yeah. That, li- that led into the lies or limiting beliefs that I created around it. Yeah. So it's not just about me reframing into an affirmation. Yeah. Though that's incredibly important mm-hmm. because we have to start changing our mental mindsets. Right. Right. But also it, it involves re- noticing what other people say about you. Yeah. So have, can you think of an example of like, Something that you're like, I don't feel great about myself with this, but other people tell me I'm great about this? Um, well, I have kind of a similar example to yours, so I'll try and think of a different one. Um, Wait, what was the similar one to me? 
So I in college, I had a roommate that... Oof, this is a rough one. I know. I had a roommate that told me that I would not be a good mother and that I would starve whatever children I have because I'm not a good cook. And the the it was supposed to be a joke because I didn't realize that brie comes with a wrapping on it. And so <laughs> it, I pulled the brie out of the oven and it had plastic wrap still on it. And it was like charred and it was not a good thing. Okay. But I was trying to be sweet and make an appetizer for us to snack on while we watched a movie and it just went wrong. You just didn't notice yeah, the plastic. I didn't, I didn't know the plastic was there, whatever. So she said, well, whatever kids you're going to have, they're just going to starve. You'll be a horrible mother at this rate. And that just like bored a hole into my head. And I was fully convinced that I would be a horrible mom. And I don't have any kids, but I have a puppy. And... I, I will say it has been a mental block for me to overcome trying to nurture her because I feel like I'm uh. not good at it. And so, you know, every time she bites somebody or every time she doesn't bite a lot when she nibbles on people, you know, when she has an accident <laughs> in the house or when she doesn't walk nicely on the leash, I internalize that as I'm a crappy mom. That's why she's like this. Not she just turned one. And she's a, a, a herding breed. So she's, like, full of energy. She's a working dog breed. Like, of course she's going to be crazy. Right. But I internalize that as I'm a bad mom. Yes. And if you've had any other set of circumstances of good moms. Yeah. Right? That can mess you up, too. Because yeah. I know that you've been told by some some people, well, if you need help with training, I can help you. Train yeah. your dog, right? right? Right. Which can send a message to you that you don't know how to care for her. Right. So I need to come in and do it for you. Right. Right. Even Which is not what they're implying. They're offering to help to make it less overwhelming. But it doesn't, it still taps into yeah. that tender wound. It hits wound. the button. Yeah. 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 So you've got, here you've got this wound that your roommate created. Right. And then there's this lie. Yeah. Right. Which could easily turn into a stronghold. But what I love about what you did was, you said, I don't want to turn it into a stronghold. Right. So you were like, I'm going to get a goldfish. Uh, yeah, I did. That's true. Right after she told me that, I was like, F you. I'm going to go get a goldfish. <laughs> so I tried really hard. <laughs> why did, Why a goldfish? Because they can't whine. Like, you know, they're pretty. You just sprinkle some flakes in there. And I didn't really think about, like, you have to clean the tank. You have to, like, make sure they don't flip upside down. You have to make sure their water is fresh. Katie, I think if they're upside down, it means they're dead. I know, but I didn't want to say you have to make sure they're not dead. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that a good way to get back at her was I'm going to get a goldfish. And that didn't go well. It died. Um, and so then I was like, I'm never going to have anything. I'm not going to have any pets. Um, and I really just didn't think about kids. And then, you know, I grew up a little bit and I was like, you know what? I could probably get a puppy. Let's try there. And it's been hard. I'm not going to lie. But it's also because every single time I try and parent her, I am hitting the wound. Yes. You know? Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. And I think that's why, you know, listening to us. Or even like, I don't want to discipline her because I don't want to be a bad mom. So it's like, I just don't discipline her. Which is so interesting because you grew up being disciplined Right. And you do feel like I'm a good mom, right? Right, but I think that I feel like dogs, I don't know what they're thinking. Oh and my then gosh. I know, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm overthinking it. But like she's got these, okay, she's a Cocker Spaniel people. So she's got these eyes 
that just are so emotive. And she just, like, you can tell what she's thinking, and I can see into her soul. And I just don't want to, like, yell at her because... <laughs> you can see into her soul. I just feel bad. I just feel bad. It triggers everything. Like, it really does. So it's good that I'm getting all of it out on a puppy rather than trying to heal this wound on a real, like, child. Okay, so I want to circle back to something you said, but bookmark that because I think that's super important. But what I wanted to say to you is one of the things we have to realize with these limiting beliefs is we tend to overthink around them. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. I thought that was a really good point because, you know, if – if I believe, you know, I'm not a good enough therapist, right? Right. My mind immediately goes to all the places that I might have really messed up. Messed up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think overthinking is another element to it. But the thing that you said, I said bookmark. What was that? That I'm working it out on a puppy, not a real human. Yes. Okay. So uh, what I was going to say about that is that's a good example of like moving towards changing the belief. Right. Right. Now, most of us aren't going to have to go out and get a puppy to move towards changing the belief. But for you, that was a way for you to challenge the belief. And so when Memmy, which is your dog's name, when Memmy misbehaves, it triggers you. Right. And then you can kind of go, oh, wait, this isn't. This This is fake. Exactly. Like, this is not real, a real belief. I'm not actually a bad mom. I just was wounded by someone saying that to me. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really what we want to do is we want to be able to open up a space that says, you know what, maybe this isn't true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this isn't true. And and so I want to give people these markers, right? Well, and I think also, like, personalities can be impacted by limiting beliefs. 100%. Like, when someone says, like, oh... They were always so quiet growing up. Like, you feel the need to be quiet. But maybe you're a loud person, you know? Like, uh, people in your life always said, oh, they were just so different. Well, now different is bad, rather than something to be celebrated. Yes. You know? So I think that it's really interesting when you think about, like, personality traits. You know, I always was the artistic one. So it was like, oh, yeah, Katie, Katie can do anything. Katie's, you know, so artistic. And for a while... Because you're not artistic. Yeah. I interpreted that as, like, crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, like, Katie's out there, you know, until I learned that I could embrace it and got past that limiting belief of art is something unpredictable, you know? Yeah, and, and sometimes limiting beliefs can come come around, if I don't see myself this way, I won't be accepted. Yeah, Right. So to the example for me was always, oh, my gosh, she's so loud. Yeah. Right. So I took on this belief of I'm just loud. Yeah. And truthfully, my voice does carry. Which is why the microphone is so close to my head. And why it's two feet away from mine. Right. But regardless, I I think, you know, I learned this. So interestingly enough, not too long ago, somebody was doing something and I heard them shush another person it wasn't yeah. they weren't shushing me they were shushing actually a person who's typically quiet very quiet and i was so triggered by that because i was like wait a minute 
You were shushed a lot growing up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's also just realizing that sometimes we have to recognize triggers to yeah. overcome this stuff. Yeah. Now, I was, when we were looking at this, I did some, you know, like every person on the planet does, they Google it. Oh, right? I love to Google. Right? So I, I'm like, you know Have I'm, you ever tried to bing something? What is bing? Exactly. No, what is that? <laughs> it's like a, it's a search engine that's like. Like a knockoff Google. Oh. Like it's like Yahoo. Yeah. Like, have you ever. Yahoo is a big thing, Katie. Have you ever Yahooed something? No, you haven't. (laughs) Is that, is that real? Yeah, you can Yahoo things. I know, but what made you think of Bing all of a sudden? Well, you were like, I Googled it. And I'm like, bet you didn't Bing it. (laughs) (laughs) Bet you didn't Bing. It. Did you bang it? No. No. You did no. not bang it. No. That's anyway, true. Sorry, anyway. I, I cut you off. Okay, so I Googled it, right? And I was like, how to overcome limiting beliefs. Even though like I know this. Yeah. Right? I still wanted to know. Do you know what the <laughs> this one article suggested? What? The rubber band method. Oh, that's so hurtful. <laughs> that is horrible. Right? Yeah, where you have a rubber band and you smack yourself with it every on the wrist every yeah. time you think about it. Why would I want to spank myself or isn't, rubber band myself? Isn't that self-harm? Yeah. I think so. Okay, so here's a better strategy <laughs> um, that I saw while we were doing the research for this is to burn it. Really? You felt like that was a good one? I thought it was cheesy. No, I think that is so, like, therapeutic because if you think about it, when people break up with people, they have like a burning ceremony, you know, in, in movies and stuff where they like what get movie? all the pictures. I don't know. There was one with like Anna Kendrick where she did it, I think, or something. But anyway, <laughs> they like get the box from the top of the closet with all the memorabilia and they like stomp out to their yard in this like busted old metal trash can that they have for some reason in the suburbs. And, and, they, and they get out this can of lighter fluid, though, although they're 14 years old, and they just douse the box in the trash can and have a bonfire in the middle of suburbia. And it's cathartic, right? That, I think, can be like translated to so many things in our life. And so I think the ability to write down your limiting belief and then release it from your life physically can be really powerful because it's giving you a physical memory to I am no longer believing that about myself. It's like a stamp on time. Okay, so I kind of did this, but I didn't do this with fire. No, you didn't, but I know what you're going to say. Okay, go ahead. You tell the story. Is it the rock? Yeah. Okay, I don't know what the limiting belief was, but you were going through it at one point in time. <sighs> and the Lord took you to the river. Okay. And you were crying. <laughs> I don't know the story. <laughs> It was like a spiritual thing. So go ahead and tell it. You said the Lord took you to the river? I don't know. You ended up in a river, right? I did. So I was walking down by the river not far from our house. Yeah. And I was praying around this issue, right? So I went and sat on the bank of this river. That's right, yeah. Take it from there. Okay. So you're sitting on this bank and you're praying and the Lord says to you, throw that rock in the river. And that will release your burdens. Right. So I wasn't burning. I was throwing. Yeah. But the rock was like way heavier than you expected it to be. Yes. So it only went like a foot into the river. (laughs) But you like, you took all of your might, all of your strength, and you just plopped it into the river. Plopped it. 
But you know what? Those burdens sure did get released. No, but the second part of the story is... <laughs> I, I came out of this spiritual moment when that plopping happened. Right. Right? Yeah. And I was like, well, my burden is not covered by the water. Oh, no. <laughs> right? It was kind of poking out. Oh, no. So I was like, I got to go in there and like... Shove it. Shove it a little bit. <laughs> You gotta kick that thing. <laughs> so I I crawl down the bank of this river and I go to stick my foot to like I'm gonna oh, no. kick kick the burden oh, away, oh, right? No. Kick the belief. Was this in your Tiva sandals? No, because I was walking. Okay, so so, so it wasn't in your Tivas. So that's no. Good. Okay, so <laughs> so I go to kick it and I slip on the rock. <laughs> That I had planted the one foot on. It just took you out one last time. It, it took me out. I got, I got baptized. Baptized by the burden. Oh, my God. So uh, maybe burning would be more safe yeah, for think, me. Well, I don't know. You can still have an accident burning stuff. Maybe we'll just stick to writing it down and throw, mailing it off to Santa or something for you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to get rid of your limiting beliefs, but smacking yourself with a rubber band is not the one that we recommend. I think that starting off with talking about it, processing it, writing it down, burning it, or even, like, we did one um, that was creative. We had, like, a family craft day Oh yeah, a couple years ago. Okay, don't make fun of that. No, I loved it. I was the one that organized it. So we had, like, a family craft day, and um, my idea was to make stepping stones for our garden. Yes. And so everybody got cement and those <laughs> little, like, what are those glass yeah, like those little, beads that yeah. you can stick? Okay, so everybody got rocks, like, rocks, glass rocks. So everybody got some glass rocks and some concrete, and they can make their own design on the top of their stepping stone. But in the middle of the stepping stone was we wrote, like, prayers to ourselves, or prayers to God about what we were struggling with and releasing those things. And then we literally cemented them and put them in our garden. That was. It was very sweet. It was, it was a very, very good cool. activity. Yeah. So I think that there's ways. Yeah. There's way, but I do think there's a physical importance to having some kind of time stamp on, I am purposefully dedicating this moment in time to release myself. Because then it's it, it puts an end cap to the chapter of that limiting belief. Now, I do want to add one thing, because I don't think you can talk about limiting beliefs and not at least name this really quickly. It didn't, probably should have been named and talked about much longer. But is the shame factor oh, yeah. that can come with the limiting belief. And so to just remind ourselves the importance of self-compassion. Yeah. Uh, again, this friend that made the comment to me if, about if I'm going to believe a lie, why not believe a good one? Right. Right. She also made the comment to me. I I literally just lost my thought. What what comment would she have made? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm waiting in bated breath. What were you saying? I was saying that um, we buried some concrete in our yard. And then you said something about shame and compassion, self-compassion. Self-compassion. Oh, she used to say, <laughs> she used to say, I talk better to other people than I talk to myself. Mm. So she would say, I don't talk to my friend that way. Oh. So every time she she would bully herself, mm -hmm. she would say out loud, I don't talk to my friends this way. Oh, interesting, right? yeah. Because she wanted to have that self-compassion and the perception that I need to be kind to myself. Yeah. And one of the things that happens, and, and 
you know, this is really common, really, is that people will find a limiting belief, they will attempt to do it, they backslide on it, because we all do this, we right. backslide on things. Right. That's just part of the process, but then they'll shame themselves right. for for doing that. So it just compounded the very thing yeah. that they were trying to break free of. Right. So I think self compassion is incredibly important, and maybe having catchphrases like "I don't speak to my friends that way" yeah. or um, you know something along that line yeah. can allow for us to say, "No, I'm not going there." Yeah, right. I'm not going to shame myself because I'm learning to, to reframe and do something different. Well, I also think, um, what is your thought, what are your thoughts on manifestation? I mean, I like it, what do you mean? I just think it's so interesting because I think that's a good way to also combat limiting beliefs. So I saw this girl on TikTok, you know, I'm like real big on that app, I love it, I'm on it all the time. But I saw this girl on TikTok and she said, you know, I just stopped saying that I was bad with money and I started saying that I'm a millionaire in training. And I was like, how fun is that? Like, that's cool because it gives you grace. It gives you a training period, you know. And so she was she was talking all about this idea of manifestation of, like, when you start to claim things over your life, they start to come true because you are attracting that kind of attitude, if well, that makes sense. Yeah, just like we said that limiting beliefs are, can become self-fulfilling prophecies. Right. Manifestations can become self-fulfilling prophecies. That's, yeah. that's basically what you're saying. Yeah. So again, this is the reframing and the making the decision yeah. of the new positive right. belief. And that's right. what that girl was doing. Right. So I think we've got some pretty decent examples here of ways to overcome right. um, these limiting beliefs. But I but I also want to remind ourselves and, and people that listen that processes require us to extend ourselves a little bit of grace right. because processes aren't they're not know. linear they're, they're not linear and they're not the same for everybody exactly you know my my i'm gonna be a bad mom originates from somebody totally different originates from something totally different than somebody else who has that same limiting belief so our healing journey is not going to be the same right which is why you have to be open to unique ways right. to, to address these address these things. So totally. anyway, we're going to wrap up today. But let, let me remind all of you that if you want to hear more about these types of topics and you've enjoyed Katie and I in the show, please go over to iTunes and leave a review because those matter and we get to see what's resonating with you. We also have a Facebook community that you can join mm -hmm. called The Renewal Session, or you can follow us on Instagram, The yeah. Renewal Session. And if you have topics that we haven't talked about that you're curious about or you want you know, insight on, we'd be happy to talk about them. Just leave it in the review or message us on Facebook, and we'll get back to you. Absolutely. Yeah. It was good to talk to you again. I know. I'm excited. I mean, it, like I'm in this to, way. I'm excited to be here in person. So it'll be nice because I think over the computer and Zoom was kind of hard. Yeah. So. No, this will be great. Yeah. All right. Till next time. All right. Talk to you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Renewal Session Podcast. Make sure to head on over to iTunes and rate and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping every Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in to next time. Until then, live your best life.